It's Monday, February 1st. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, who has some news to talk about this morning, and Aaron Bewley. We're kind of the tech version of The View. We also happen to have my wonderful bride on the show for maybe Hello. like the first 10 minutes. Yep. How's it going, fellas and lady? <laughs> it's going. We're just rolling hot today. Good. Yeah, really So good. you're trying to put show notes in the show notes. And Bewley's like, we're recording. Let's go. Go, 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 We're just going to go. We're just going to go. Okay, so before we get to the news, a couple little things to talk about here. Russ, you got some news, I think. When was that? Thursday? Friday? Oh, that news. news. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a boy. Yeah. One of each. (laughs) Uh, We're pretty excited about it. My family lost their, their mind. Um, although my stepdad, who has been texting me, so we have known, my wife and I have have actually known for uh, about a week. And for a week, my stepdad, who just loves baby girls, has been texting me and saying, hey, so since I know it can't be a boy, I'm going to go ahead and buy all this stuff at the store here. And he just sends me all these little things about a little girl. <laughs> and so we were worried he was going to have a heart attack, but he did make it through it. He is Okay. And it just means that my daughter, who is the only granddaughter, there's now going to be six boys. Oh, wow. And one girl. <laughs> it's just going to be spoiled even more. That is how I grew up. I was the only granddaughter with six other grandsons. Well, there and you I, go. I did not get spoiled. I got, uh, hey, why aren't you a boy? What's wrong why with aren't you? you? <laughs> I'm just going to treat you as a boy. Even to this day, she will get uh, like Christmas gifts that are boy gifts. If you no, can say it that way, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so funny. I'm sure your family will do it better. Yeah, <laughs> she awesome uh, she plays like a boy because she's around boys all the time. <laughs> but uh, but she gets a lot of girl gifts. She definitely loves uh, loves her babies. Loves Elsa. Uh, she also likes playing with cups. I don't know where that comes from. Um, but yeah, babies. all sorts of stuff. Babies. So what, what do you think the third one's going to be? Boy, girl? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like I like what you did there. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a number three. Do we have any names picked out already? Well, I like... Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of naming after things or people. So Kate was, you know, obviously named after Kubernetes. Kubernetes, yeah. Um, One of the Kates. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the series Fast and the Furious and Top Gun. So I'm thinking... Dominic Maverick Cantwell oh. is what I have in my mind at this moment. Wow. And wow. Uh, no one, no one's really telling me no yet. So okay. I'm going to call him Mav. I don't even have a response yeah. to that. Yeah. There's a I'm lot of things. Dom, Mav. Mav. Yeah. I'm yeah. doubling down on the, the Top Gun side of this. Okay. I'm yes. good with it. Okay. Um, no comment. All right. Did any of y'all get banned from Twitter this weekend? Ooh, uh, I no, I stay within the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I keep my conspiracy theories to the show, Aaron. <laughs> Dude, I tweeted about flat Earth, and they didn't they, they didn't ban me for that. Nobody dies for believing the Earth is flat. <laughs> they do if they fall off it. Yeah, no, there was this guy in the news. Um, like I said, he, no, no there was somebody in the news recently. The <laughs> there was somebody in the news that was. Um, I don't know. He was he was doing something terrible at a vaccination site or something. Turns out he was a uh, a flat earther as well. Anyway, that doesn't surprise me. Was but the flat earth part is less dangerous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, but I was also joking in both cases. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> just a real quick story on this. Um, it all started Friday. Two things happened. I was 24 hours out from getting vaccinated and I thought, hey, what a great time to make a joke because the internet is for jokes. And <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, I convinced my wife to join Twitter. It was awesome. Friday was fantastic. And so, you know, about 24 hours out, I had tweeted, uh, gosh, what did I say exactly? I need to, I have to actually say it on the show here because no one can go and see it. Let's see. I said, 24 hours post-vaccine, ask me anything. Only two side effects so far. One, sore shoulder. Two, faster phone due to 5G chip inside me now. Worth it. <laughs> and it got... I, like I laughed. It. Yeah, within a, within a couple hours, it had a couple retweets and like 200 and some odd likes. Like it was... It was one of my better jokes for over the past couple of months. I was like, yeah, you got one. I got one. I had a joke. <laughs> it's great. I did it. And then so like late Friday night, I don't know. Um, I think I was playing like Destiny 2 or something. And then as most Twitter addicts are, they're just kind of always on it. So I, I popped open my phone and all of a sudden I clicked Twitter. And instead of loading Twitter, it loaded a screen and it said, we've temporarily limited some of your account features. By that, they mean you can't do anything. Like, not temporary limited some of your features, but you're banned from Twitter. So, so all of your features. All of Every your features. Every feature all that of there them. is. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? So it says, what happened? We've determined you've violated the Twitter rules, specifically for one, violating the policy on spreading misleading and potentially harmful information related to COVID-19. That's what it says. And so you can try to appeal it. I appealed it. They actually responded pretty quickly. Oh, that's cool. Box My appeal wasn't that. that strong, though. I just said it was obviously a joke, period. <laughs> and then it said, <laughs> <laughs> they came back and they're like, wow, wow. We, stand by. we stand by our statement. Uh, you're banned. That was and, a bot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and literally, the only thing you can do is choose to delete the tweet or never return to Twitter. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. So I hit the Band delete hammer. tweet button and then I was uh, in timeout. There was a countdown. I can't remember. It was like, 12 hours or 16 hours or so. I can't remember what it was, but, and so you just can't do anything. That had to have been rough. And then, yeah, I will tell you that our group text <laughs> blew up for the next 12 to 16 hours. Yeah. So whatever you do, time, Twitter, never ban him again. He was rocking in the corner at one Twitter. point. <laughs> I was rocking in the corner. Yeah. Well, and then, so Joanna gets on and what did you say, Joanna? Let's I see just here. said, Oh, I try to find it. yours. I basically just alerted your your following who you were so concerned about that they wouldn't have you for however long. So you got to let my people know. And I just happened. said, guys, it was a joke. He's in timeout, but now I'm the queen. Yeah, and that's right. oh, they didn't like that I was the queen. So they shut me down. <laughs> Which says, must have resulted in the fastest suspension of an account yeah. in twitter history from oh. creation to suspension i mean you you had that to isn't a, a bot here. that was intentionally trying to you know <laughs> cause yeah. trouble so this was only That's her second tweet. True. her second tweet got her banned the first one was i'm just here to uh blow up aaron buley's game or something like that that's what you said yeah. and the second she had a 50 percent hit rate <laughs> <laughs> Second one said, thanks everyone for the warm Twitter welcome. In a major twist of irony, my first day on Twitter may be Aaron Bewley's last. He's in Twitter timeout for that 5G joke. Just so you all know, he is pro-vaccine and he wants you to be too. And now let my reign begin. Got like 50 And that was enough likes. to get her banned. And then, yeah, dude, 
Well, you can't be pro vaccine on Twitter, bro. Like <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like either either she got banned because she mentioned that I got banned, or she said that I'm pro vaccine, or literally just said 5G in the same in the With same vaccine. thing as as the word vaccine. Yeah, I bet I'm guessing it's that. And it's weird. It's it, it literally it. just algorithmic, and it's uh, 5G vaccine deleted. Yep. And then you appeal it, and then they say nope. We stand by it. No, no, no I'm not appealing. You're supposed to actually appeal it. No, oh, well, I appealed mine. I took the second option, which was Twitter's dead to me. Bye, <laughs> ah! Twitter. See you later. Yep. Bye. So all those years working to get That's her on, hilarious. and now she she got on for 48 hours, and now she's she's done. It's over. That means I can go back. Yep. <laughs> her reign okay. was short lived, but it was memorable. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Nobody talked yeah. about. Hey, cool. I'm not sure I've ever had a comment that got 50 likes. So, well done. Well, you know, what can I say? <laughs> you put Aaron Bewley's name in a tweet. People are like, I love it. No, you just have to be more violent, apparently. You just have to talk about <laughs> destroying people's reputations or something. You're like Twitter this domination. <laughs> they want to see the other side. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Any other questions? I mean, I think we, I think that one's, that one's done. I'm over it's that. It's dead. It's over. Yep. All right. Uh, Joanna, you got any tech news you want to talk with us about or? That was the ultimate of my tech experience. And uh, now I'm going to go see why all the kids are screaming and the dog is barking. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Love you guys. <laughs> bye, Joanna. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. See ya. <laughs> Oh, so right. what's in the news? Let's there see. isn't anything in the news. Twitter banned all of it. Bah. There ain't no news no more. Um, I did see some. Uh, there's some stuff I dropped in there. I'm curious if y'all want to talk about any of these. Um, there was an article that went into how Tesla's profitability is actually occurring. I saw that come up like three or four times over the weekend. I never clicked on it, so I do want to know what it is. And then there's a simulated Mars mission out there in Hawaii. Um, There's some new uh, rocket thruster concepts that were developed. All this kind of cool stuff. There was was one article about um, SpaceX basically running afoul of their uh, test rocket launch license because of the explosive landing. And and I just saw the, the beginning of it and I kind of started to poke into it, but I didn't finish it. Now I can't find it. But that seemed really interesting to me. Like you're allowed to test rockets, but if one crashes, we remove your test license. Yeah. I don't, I don't crash. Is that what happened? Be successful. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Succeed or... Or you're done. Bam. <laughs> it seems to me more like... Uh there's all these little fine print things that you need to do in order to operate in the space. And Elon cares about exactly zero of them. Zero of them. Yeah. <laughs> like there weren't enough, there weren't, weren't enough fire suppression systems on their explosive landing pad or something. We're talking like about that. a man who creates flamethrowers, not a person. Not, flamethrowers. not a flamethrower. It's called Whatever. not a flamethrower. Cause it's matter. not a flamethrower. I mean, it, flame I mean, thrower. it totally is, but <laughs> Uh, all right, so the the Tesla one, real quick. Um, I guess it basically boils down to the fact that they get um, regulatory credits because it's a one hundred percent electric uh, company in terms of no, it will. Well, the cars it, they produce are all it's, EV. It's other manufacturers pay well, that's what them I was about credits to say. because that's the option for them, right? If you, yeah. you 
you get well, you have to produce a certain amount of uh, what carbon neutral, I assume, or better vehicles, something like that. And if you don't, then you have to pay into a a manufacturer that does. Tesla being one of the the most prominent at this point. So other manufacturers are paying Tesla to basically get their credits so that they don't have to or yeah. don't have to yet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They have too many, mm. right? They 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 have more than they need from the government because they 100% of their their fleet is electric, right? Yeah, so and then they turn around and they sell from... those back, yeah, to to the other companies. So it's so that, I uh, me up that that's even an option. Yeah, right? Right. But it said over the trailing 12 months to June 30th um, Tesla has booked over $1 billion in regulatory credit revenue. Wow. While the number accounts for less Whoa. than 5% of Tesla's total revenue over that period, it contributed a whopping 85% of operating profits. Which makes a lot of sense, wow. actually, because you get a, an extra billion from basically regulation. That's, Nothing. Uh, yeah, pure profit. It's, it's right? anti-tax, right? So maybe maybe both either one of you know this. One of the articles I saw just in the like the sub-headline mentioned that this was the first time Tesla has ever net anything net netted netted net profit. Yeah. 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 This was the first year. Um, okay. So it, it, since it was 2013. It was the first year that they, and, and I actually tweeted this. I went back and deleted it because in my fit of rage of being, <laughs> being reduced to ashes on Twitter, I just like deleted the last like 15 days worth of stuff. And that was Twitter. One. You cannot have any of my thoughts. <laughs> exactly. I was like, fine, you're going to be like that. I don't need you either. Twitter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but one in, of the things that in today's news, Aaron Bewley had an electronic tantrum. <laughs> electronic tantrum. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, if you go back, it was hard to find how many deliveries they made in 2013 and 2014. But uh, 2015 to 2019, it was anywhere between like, oh gosh, around 100,000-ish vehicle deliveries, sometimes down to 75, sometimes almost to 200,000 deliveries. And then last year, they hit uh, 499,000, like 485 or whatever, almost hit 500,000 deliveries. And that was the first year that they were profitable. Uh, But a big piece of that was the amount of uh, regulatory credits they sold. Did you see these numbers over the years of regulatory credits they've been getting? So was 2013 their first year selling? That's the first uh, filing they had. If you go to their investor relations page, yeah. Mm -hmm. So these numbers are crazy. Um, In Q3 of 2018, under this, so these are revenue hits from the, the regulatory credit revenue has surged in 2020. So 189 million of regulatory credit into Q3 2018. So that's one quarter. Went down a little bit, quite a bit actually. Um, 95 million in Q4 2018. Then up 2016. It's basically leveling between you know 100 and 200 million uh, for each quarter, all the way up until Q1 2020, wow. and it surged to 354 million, and then Q2 2020 428 million. So it really went up a lot. Yeah, really wow. quick. I wonder what made that go up so much. I wonder. If I want to know too. Uh, Is it the I, number I, of deliveries? No. If well, that's possible that they just oh. got more credits. But I'm I'm also curious if they are increasing the cost of those credits to other manufacturers if they're even mm. allowed to. I don't know enough yeah. about the system. Do the regulation. There's, there's obviously an economy for those credits. If you're if you are not producing enough then you have to go find some. If Tesla has most of them, then I don't know if they get to control the price of those credits or if it's yeah. just uh, 
um, it's it's quite possible that there's just not enough of those credits now. And I, again, I don't know. I should read more into this. It's also possible that the number of credits you have to have is going up as well. So that's what I was gonna say. If you're forward and you're not producing more, you know, uh, environmentally friendly vehicles on average, then the number of credits you have to have goes up. Or maybe it is per vehicle and they're producing more vehicles. I don't yeah. know. I just, I don't know enough about it. It's no, it's probably the, the government requirements. It's, it's why you're seeing the Mustang Mach-E. It's why, well, partly it's not the full reason, right? That's why you're seeing the, the Chevy electric Corvette yeah. looking thing. And, and it is I, obviously go back and a huge, huge sort of, uh, I don't know, encouragement, right. To, to yeah. go do these things. I wonder Absolutely. if they're getting them as well from building out like the, uh, I don't know what you call them, the charging stations that they, you know, they have their own network oh, of charging stations they use. I wonder if they're getting them for that to try and expand that faster as well. Um, just question. all the things they do, you know, in, in energy, just in general. Uh, and let me correct myself. Sorry. I said the first year of operations was 2013 um, being their first 10 K filing at the beginning of 2014, but it was actually 2011 with their first 10k filing February of 2012. Um, basically, the, the reason 2013 stuck out in my mind is because I was looking at the numbers of deliveries per year in their 10k data, and it the amount of data just drops off once you get to 2013. You can't actually even see any of that stuff. So, and maybe there weren't credits at that point, you know, in 2012 or whenever that first filing was. There probably weren't. Yeah, yeah, maybe that started in 2013. It's been ramping up ever since. Yep, yep. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, Ford and GM and all of them are looking at this, and they're like, one billion dollars. One billion dollars. <laughs> I want it. Yep. It, yeah. It just—it sounds like uh, Google paying Apple kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Apple has a uh, a big income just from something like that. So, well, good for them, and we're gonna see more coming soon. We know Hummer has one there. I think working on in my mind, I've seen the Hummer electric vehicle as well. And then Ford has an F-150 coming out and oh, we all do. know that's going to sell well. Yeah. Um, it's an electric F-150. F-150. I, I don't know when, um, I mean, it's, yeah. I think it's a couple of years out, but uh, sure. it's definitely coming. They released their hybrid this year. So they're, they're stopgap. And then, uh, and then they're doing the full electric in the next, uh, next few years. Hmm. What I, know. I wonder when that was going to happen. Cause that's the number one selling vehicle. That's right. <laughs> Good old F-150. Yeah. Never driven anything else in my life. <laughs> At least not permanently. I have driven other vehicles, but the only ones I've ever owned have been F-150s. <laughs> you like one of those pop stars that only eats like green M&Ms or something? Well, I, I am a pop star. F-150s. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a pop star. That much is definitely true of that statement. But uh, if, if that's my thing, then yeah, it's F-150s. I only drive them. All right. What else we got here? Did y'all see the simulated Mars mission stuff? No. What's that about? Uh, the Valoria One crew is fighting to survive the night. Commander's report. What? Day eight. Uh, so they're doing a simulated Mars mission um, out in Hawaii at the Hawaii Space Exploration Analog and Simulation called the High Seas Program is the acronym there. Um, conducts analog missions to the moon and Mars for scientific research at a habitat on the volcano. Oh, sorry, on the, ugh, if I could read on the volcano Mauna Loa. Sorry, I should have let Russ do that one. He's the official pronunciation on here. Is that a word? 
I don't know. I was wondering. Somebody I was going to ask. Things. <laughs> it sounds reasonable. I like pronunciation. Uh, but uh, Doctor Michaela Musilova. There, I did it again. You need to. You need to pronounce this. But anyway, currently I'm not she's even in, reading this article. Yeah, I know. I am sorry. So she's in command of the two-week Valoria One mission uh, and contributed to the report. Anyway, you can go and read it. It's on space.com/slash high seas. Um, but yeah, they are having. So it's kind of interesting. They're trying to simulate you know, a lack of total atmosphere. So they're living in suits and all this kind of stuff just to see what it's like, how things can function. And uh, there's a pretty bad storm um, that uh, that was causing some issues for them. So, but it's a neat, neat experiment. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I think we actually, I think we were talking about this right as, I think they started planning this right as COVID isolation stuff started. They're like, you know, we want to go simulate what it's like to, to live on your own, you know, without any kind of outside human interaction outside of like a group of, you know, four people or something uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. I was like, the whole planet is doing that right now in quarantine. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they're, they're in the middle of doing it right now. So it's kind of cool. In somewhat related news, it sounds like um, I don't it says it says that the Biden team is is mulling over the moonshot program. But basically, NASA is delaying the moon lander as they quote unquote are, are working to give companies more time to seamlessly transition from development. Um, I, I don't know the, the specifics here and they're basically just talking about a lot of different uh, people involved, but they've reached out to their different contractors and said, uh, we have to extend basically indefinitely your contract here to, <laughs> to get this done. Cause we don't actually know when or if we want to do this, but it sounds like they fell really, really short of the initial funding needed. I think they got 850 something million. Uh, they need 3.2 billion in order to actually achieve what they're trying to do with this moon lander. And it's cool because it's uh, they're working with SpaceX uh, and a team of aerospace giants led by uh, Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin and Latos owned Dyna- Dynetics. Have we talked about them before? Dynetics? That seems new to me. I don't know Dynetics. Yeah, so it looks like Dynetics, SpaceX, and then Blue Origin are all working uh, alongside NASA in order to do to build this new moon lander. But uh, it is being delayed for a little bit, and it seems to be due to the transition of uh, the presidency and just people trying to get involved in the project. But that will be an interesting one to keep an eye uh, on. Okay, cool. How does that work? Do they swap? I mean, does the administration put new people on those programs and that's what it slows. That's why I'd imagine the heads of those programs who are, you know, tied to someone directly in uh, Biden's cabinet or whatever are the ones that changed it. But I don't know. I've been, I haven't been president in many years, so it's, it's been a while since I've, I've dealt with that transition of power. No, No, I, I, you know, I I left the office in order to become the pronuncier of the podcast. Ah, yes. The pronuncier. Of course. <laughs> Love it. Well, here's another one. Um, here, let me drop this one in here. Is it more uh, space? More space stuff? It is more space stuff. So this one, uh, new magnetic rocket thruster concept could propel astronauts to Mars. What? Yeah. Magnets? Are they going to do magnets that are like opposing so, each other? Like trying to stick them together and it's going to push them in space? Yeah. I, so I read the article last night. I, I probably need to reread it, but it's... the So it gets into the concepts of... Um, oh, gosh. What is it? You've got... Um, what is the amount of time that they burn? What is it called? So you have burn like thrust time. and... Um, did you say burn time? I did. Thrust Seems and, reasonable. 
Acceleration? No, it's uh, uh, fire explosions. Golly, whatever. I'm not going to try to find it in here, but it's basically the length of the burn, right? So a lot of the engine Duration. stuff that we have, right? The combustible engine, you get a whole lot of thrust, but you can't burn for very long. For a long right? time, yeah. But then you get to some of these other types of uh, of um, of uh, rocket propellant where- Tiny amounts of thrust, but over long, long periods of time. Yes. Uh, so talking like months or years, but when we talk about tiny amounts of thrust, I didn't realize how tiny that was. This mm -hmm. article goes into the ones that they've been talking about the thrust is equal to the weight of a small coin. That's so nuts. Right? Now, really? in space, yeah, without any sort of um, you know friction, right? There's no air molecules to push through. Um, you can slowly build up to great speeds, but it takes a long time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the exponential nature of, of that, that push. So, but anyway, it can burn for months as opposed to minutes. But anyway, this one that, here, do you want to read that name for me? The one you put in chat? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fatima Ebrahimi. Yeah, I think it's Fatima. Fatima. I got it right. I crushed Fatima. That. Fatima. Yeah, no, anyway. you're wrong. Don't, don't, don't try and counteract so she, me. Yeah, so she developed this new um, concept that. Uh, oh gosh, where is it? So it's basically um, magnets that are highly charged. They've got, uh, they, they basically connect and disconnect and uh, whatever. Anyway, you should go read the article. I'll drop it in there because I don't want to try to explain it. The, the premise here, it, right. I found a quote uh, from Ebrahimi, which I'm just crushing over and over again. Um, Long distance travel makes months or years because the specific impulse of chemical rocket engines is very low. So the craft takes a while to get up to speed. That was basically what you were describing before. But if we make thrusters based on magnetic reconnection, then we could conceivably complete long distance missions in a shorter period of time. So that's basically the idea is, is trying to cut down time uh, and just go real, real fast. Yeah. And I mean, Tyler, jump in if you've seen any of this type of stuff, but I've seen concept, some of it, but I'm not familiar with this. Yeah. So the concept though is charging specific like heavy gases um, that are more expensive. Um, you charge them up and then the fact that you have charged atoms, you can then propel them that way. Well, what this allows them to do is use any gas. So it becomes oh, that's cool. cheaper to do. And then you have, you're, you're charging them just by uh, basically opening and closing this magnetic field. And so that does the acceleration mm -hmm. and propulsion of the gas. So pretty cool. Pretty slick. That is cool. Yeah, and I. So it's is it is it an ionization thing? Is that the is that the charge? Is that how they describe it? Yeah, I don't recall. I've slept, but I don't I'll know if to, it's. I'll have to look into that. Sounds. Really I don't know cool. if it's about ionization or not, but anyway, it seems cool. I did not see that word when I was perusing the article. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it's probably not then. Tyler, do you have Comcast? No. I thought we talked about this before. You don't have I a data have cap, had right? Comcast. No. Well, it looks like Comcast is instituting data caps um, during the pandemic, which uh, Tom's guide says is unethical. And I agree I with that. him. Yeah, I saw that that headline and I completely agree. Didn't even need to read it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Something though that I that caught my my interest while reading that article was actually last night, um, was that Comcast is considered a natural or maybe maybe not Comcast, but internet providers are actually considered a natural monopoly. 
Uh, I've never even heard the term natural monopoly. It's very I've simple. Heard, I've heard the term natural monopoly, but not for ISPs. I've never heard like the term monopoly in a positive sense. And I get the idea <laughs> that's, that's that a fair. natural monopoly is something that is like the only kind of monopoly that America is okay with, unless, of course, you're a consumer, in which case you're not. Right. Yeah, it's uh, but basically, a natural it, monopoly occurs when the most efficient number of firms in the industry is one. Right. That's the yeah, idea. It doesn't make sense monopoly. to have more than more than one offering. Yeah, that, that's that's basically the idea here. But I, I do wonder if, because this, you know, the only places where they don't have data caps are in places where they have competition. Shocker, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is not very many places. It's like, I think they the article showed something like 85% of their network has no competitor around it. So, or at least maybe not one that qualifies as a competent enough competitor. Uh, but I, I don't know that I'm okay with that still. Um, I know that there, there have been a lot of fighting about this uh, before, uh, lots of lobbying against kind of making them considered a utility, uh, making internet service providers considered a utility, which would give other providers better access to being able to create their own networks. In fact, Google went through this years ago with um, Google Fiber. And in some cities, they let them and in other cities, they didn't. And now it's all kind of been killed. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, it just angers me every time I see something like this. Time. You know, every time it just pisses me off. And how are, how are they defining? ISPs are not a natural monopoly. You can oh, allow and facilitate. You can was. facilitate competition. We just don't. It's yeah. not the same thing. Like, are you going to? build a bunch of new water towers and lay sewage and pipelines in a city and make it a commercial operation. No. Okay. Yeah, so water delivery monopoly. is a natural monopoly yeah, and I, right. I can, I get it right. Unless somebody comes up with a different way to do that. Laying fiber while it sounds similar is not. And you could take ISPs out of the fiber laying business entirely. You could, I, regulate heavily or, or even make the fiber laying a municipal effort. So kind of like uh, well, water again, right? So sewage isn't necessarily a, a commercial venture in the same way that so many other things are. If you took the fiber fees and the infrastructure build out out away from ISPs, then every ISP could use them freely and compete for your business at the end. And then I would guess that prices would probably go down. There, there are risks to making something like the the backbone municipal i'm sure but i guarantee you service would go up in the sense that people would find ways to be more competitive with cost and bandwidth for instance the quality of um what's the i keep service is what i'm thinking of but it's it's too generic of a term the, oh. the quality when you when you need support there it is that's the word yeah. i was looking for support quality would go through the roof because anyone that had support like isps do right now would get hot dropped for the other hundred options that you had yeah the, you know what's interesting is so every point you made is valid and and they know that so they have lobbied against it uh, in no, fact they basically yeah they have convinced uh local governments, maybe the national governments, uh, all governments, that it is, it doesn't make sense for anyone else to come through and dig up 
go under roads, tear up roads, tear up infrastructure, et cetera, in order to build these. So that was sort of argument number one that they have done. And I found in, in another article yesterday, this one infuriated me more because it's relatively close to home. I think it was in New Brunfels. So this is, this is in Texas. There, it is actually illegal for there to be a uh, local government-sponsored ISP. And, and there are local government-sponsored ISPs in other places around yep. the country. And, and apparently there's like $40 a month for gigabit internet in some of those particular cases. Sure. Um, and so it's just, it's interesting that like this can be done in some scenarios and then in other areas people fight it. And so apparently sometimes you're able to build a government-sponsored ISP, but it had to be in partnership with mm -hmm. the ISP. And even in that scenario, there could only be one of them which is very counterintuitive to everything else the government does as it relates to you know private investment where they bring in 150 different vendors in order to do this one thing. So it's just very funny how that ends up working out. So I think in my mind, I don't know much about lobbying, but I think that the ISPs have the best lobbyists. Um, and I, yeah, that's, that's my understanding. There's actually a really good um, NPR episode, probably a series of episodes that talked about that in certain markets where municipal ISPs were on the table. And, you know, it was basically people fighting against their own interests, listening to the lobby effort. And, you know, the, one of the biggest arguments they make is that it's not, uh, it's not fair co competition to have a municipal offering because of the levers that you can pull from a, uh, you know, a funding perspective, budgetary, various, various other things. Right. And so it's unfair competition, but it, it's such a weak argument in the grand scheme of things. And then they continue to be terrible providers of service. Yeah, and, and you make a good point again, because part of the way this article described the, the consolidation of power here and why it's a natural monopoly is because it didn't buy or bully out the competition to make itself a sole player. I disagree with the latter yeah, part of that because too. Google tried to get involved, and I guarantee you – so what they're basically saying is they're like sheer capital power – allows them to absorb the cost to build this infrastructure. No one else can do that. Guess what? Google can do that. Yeah, they The fact that can. they tried to and they were pushed out tells me that they did bully people in order to get their way and to maintain their power. But once again, the super-powered lobbyists kept them in power and away from all of that and basically kicked Google out. I would be curious in, in the marketplaces where Google Fiber is still a thing, because if I'm not mistaken, there like are Austin. a few, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but, but there's, you know, there's what, six, seven, something like that. Yeah, you know, the, the early, early anchors that basically got it in the news. Are they profitable at all for Google? Or, or were they, because they got in early enough and the cost of fighting the anti-Google Fiber lobby it was reasonable, whereas now it's not. You know, you want to go do it in Dallas, you're going to spend as much on the capital infrastructure as you are fighting the incumbent ISPs, and therefore the equation doesn't work out. But I don't know that we'll get to see that data, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And it kind of makes me makes me wonder. So Texas, uh, we have a bunch of different, um, I guess. For the most of Texas, we deregulated uh, um, electricity, power distribution and delivery, right? Yeah, so right. the competition to just pick a provider, somebody that's effectively sourcing the kilowatt hour 
of energy production, right? Yeah, the creation yep. of the energy. Yep. Now, I think the only reason that that was even possible, and Texas has some pretty stellar electricity rates in general for this reason, but one of the biggest reasons that that was even feasible is that our infrastructure for power delivery is a completely different entity than the companies you're buying power production from. And I don't know if that's consistent in other states or areas or anything like that, right? But if you did that with ISPs, even if you made a separate entity, the owner of the pipes in the ground, the fiber, right? You could have more competition by who you bought the service through. And that would basically become a highly controlled, open to whomever offered service on the end ISP. I wonder if any other countries do it that way. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, I'd imagine someone does. Kieran, how does Australia do it? Tell us. Yeah, tell us. Anyways, I, I, we, this comes up a lot on the show, and it's funny because I'm relatively happy with my ISP, but so many people in my neighborhood, in my city, are not. So I, I have frontier internet, right? People almost universally hate their support. It's awful doesn't bother me because I never have to call their support. So their service is pretty right. pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Mine's been but if you have an issue, like we did right when I moved in, which is even though I have, I purchased 500, 500 duplex service, the upload is consistently less than 500. It's sufficient for my needs and therefore doesn't really bubble up and I'm not going to make a phone call. But if I did, it wouldn't get fixed anyways. And I know this because when it was installed, the third party that was helping with it actually opened a ticket and they said, oh, that's because of this thing. It has to do with the, the node in your neighborhood. And they pretty much said, yeah, known issue, not fixing it. <laughs> yep. So cool. I pay for service that I'm physically unable to have delivered to me because of the switches and the firmware effectively in my node. And they're not going to address it. And they know that they're not going to address it and they don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I'll close my my thought on this with this. A friend of mine who is in Austin, um, he had, I, I can't remember who it was, but they he had maybe a, it was like a hundred meg service that worked like maybe 80% of the time. So 20% of the time, his internet literally just would not function sometimes for a day or two. And wow. he, he had an issue with his line. This was well known. They would never come out and fix it. And that was the that was the highest tier that they provided. And it was like $110 a month or something that he had to pay. And then Google Fiber announced, did not show up yet, announced yes. Austin. They yep. moved him to a gig this and was my brother. within a week. This is my brother. This is exactly what happened. Yep. And he had, uh, I forget what the options were. It was probably Grande and AT&T or something like that, uh, just because where he was on the south side of Austin. And the announcement of Google Fiber had AT&T delivering gig to his neighborhood in like two weeks. Yep. That's insane. Two freaking weeks. That's <laughs> yep. insane. Just Absolutely. the threat of a legitimate competition dropped prices and improved service overnight. Absolutely insane. Insane. I hate it. Fix it. Okay. What else we got? Buley, what do you, what do you got? You're staring into the camera with a fire. Yeah, dude. Um, well, now I, I made a joke about how like the effects of the vaccine, but I don't Man. feel that great today in all honesty. Um, you know, they said that you would could potentially have a number of side effects. Some of sure. them I don't really want to talk about. Um, 
So I'm not <laughs> feeling so hot this morning. So I feel like I'm kind of just zoning out, which is probably why I was fumbling through that magnetic rocket article so hard because I can't even really think right now. I don't know what the, my problem is. Nice. Just not feeling good. Um, just uh, let's see what else you had in here. Year to date, solar and wind electricity grew faster than natural gas in the US. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, coming yeah. from a much smaller base. Right. You know? It uh, was a 35.1% greater um, comparatively in, uh, in growth rate. Yeah. But I, awesome. I, I will tell you, I have seen good. in my neighborhood a lot of people putting up solar, like a very significant amount of me. People. That's what I was I'm about doing to it. ask. I just pulled the trigger. Oh, nice. this is really? happening. Yep. I got, I got nice. it all, I got it all lined out. My, uh, my, my new property has some very friendly to solar roof lines. Um, they, they predominant, well, not, well, they, when you have 50 acres, I mean, it's going to hit your property <laughs> ah, somewhere ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and yeah. seven um, buildings. There's no, be yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but my, it, the, it's a ranch style home. So it has a very, uh, sort of gentle grade. I believe we call that a fitting. manor. <laughs> a manor, yeah, that's it. It is a manor style roof. Anyways, uh, super friendly. It, it also, my my house faces north. You know, front door is like due north. Therefore, you know, fifty percent of my roof is south and and west, yeah. which is ideal in in Texas. And um, and so uh, I I did the math, and it's actually it's pretty cool because it the rebates are the only what reason brand? that it's even remotely cost effective, right? What are you doing? Like, are you doing the Tesla one or what? No, 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 not Tesla. Uh, I looked at those. The cost was too high, and and there were fewer options. Tesla's funny. They don't they don't have outside of the batteries. Like you can get a quote for an installation of a Tesla battery all over the place. Not doing a battery, by the way. Those are incredibly not cost effective right now. Sure. Um, but uh, the um, it, it's more about for me, anyways. It was about where support is and reputation of the supplier. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I was less concerned about the independent panels, though I did have a, a penchant for the uh, micro inverters as opposed to like the daisy chained large inverter. And that's just because from a point of failure perspective, while there are more points of failure with every panel having its own inverter, a single larger inverter for a certain number of panels acts as a single point of failure. Yeah. And you, could use, like, you have smaller panel. fault domains. You just have more of them. Precisely. That's how we That's distribute right. the world and make everything. That is correct. And I'm I'm bound to lose more panels on any given day because of that. And I'm okay with that. That's that's so who did you go my with? tolerance for that? Uh Freedom Solar, I think, is the Freedom name. Okay. Sounds so awesome. just like a, a local yeah. and, sounds awesome. Well, and, <laughs> Can and we they're, they're a not, bald eagle scream right they're, here. They're a big player. Um they're they're large, which has its upsides too. Um I didn't I didn't go support a little guy, which but I looked at them. I, I got quotes uh, from everybody. Cost was obviously a consideration as well as financing considerations because at the end of the of day... Are, 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 sorry, aren't all of them kind of little still at this point? Is there? No, is there, I think it's all it's all relative. In I the mean, solar, you know, the, well, that's what I'm the big to say. ones are doing thousands per year in, in okay. a market and the small ones are probably doing tens or hundreds, right? Tens or hundreds, so yeah. I think the small ones carry more risk of you know just going away. Um, okay. Yeah, so the... Depending on where you look, the cost per um, watt hour, you know, is somewhere between, or not even watt hour, sorry, watt is usually how they do it. The cost per watt is, you know, like two to four dollars per watt. Depends on your market. Depends on a lot of different factors. The the panels you get it from, who you're purchasing, and stuff like that. Um, 
the total, I have a large system. So the total cost of the system is uh, substantial, but what's, what's interesting. Well, you have to it, power the manor. So that's right. basically, yeah. yeah. And, and we're hungry here apparently. So some of this is feel good stuff, right? Like if funny, I was talking to Elizabeth, for me, it was all like, okay, what's the break even? What does cash flow look like? Is, is this going to be sustainable? And, and if I move, you know, what, what sort of risk am I carrying sure. uh, financial risk? Right. Um, but it's like, I did all the research. I talked to all the vendors, all, all the suppliers that can provide it and stuff like that. Found my cost, even looked at DIY pretty extensively, uh, because I'm totally into that. Yeah. That sounds um, about right. Yeah. And, uh, and what, what I came down to was cash flow positive or, or close to it on like day one. So, and, and, and the rebates are the only reason this works. Right. Um, but when I talked, I mean, I was tempted just with the Tesla one, but you have no battery. No, no, no. How do you, they're they're wildly expensive. Um, and, and I can explain, I mean, get into, to what I got into, but, um, but it was funny because I, I talked to Elizabeth, I talked to my wife, and and I just said, okay, so I looked into this. This is where the break even is. This is where, you know, this is what cash flow should look like. You know, this is the size of the system we need, stuff like that. Um, obviously, there there may be some maintenance costs that change the the break even point, as an example, right? So there there are unknowns, especially over the 20, 25, yeah. 30 year life of the panels. But um like I talked to her about it and she was like, so it's close to break even financially. And I was like, yeah, or cash flow positive break even happens down the road. Right. Sure. And she was like, well, yeah, but it, isn't it also just a good thing to do? And I was like, I hadn't even thought of that. So <laughs> part of the reason that we, we did it like that was not, my head was not, Oh, I'm super hungry and consume a lot of power. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to do that with the sun and, and contribute back a little bit. So, so um, I have a couple of questions on this. Is yeah, it connected go. to the meter? Are Absolutely. you feeding it back? So do you get yep. credit back? Okay. And that and, that yeah. is something that has changed in Texas since the last time I looked at this, which yeah. is probably four or five years ago, because I've always been curious in solar. I'm a, I'm a huge dork. We know this, right? Um, we do. But uh, the, the net metering options in our marketplace were really, really weak not too yeah. long back, right? That's right. They're much, much better now. Sorry, so, can you define define what that yeah. was? So, yeah, so I have net, a neighbor net that has metering, it. Yeah, go ahead. Net metering works one of a couple different ways. Uh, there's there's more nuance to it because each, each uh, electricity provider, again, deregulated. I have thousands of options in Dallas. Um, Net metering is is usually going to happen one of two ways, and and that is when your your solar panels are attached to the grid, and during the day when you're producing, either your meter is going very very slow because you're producing slightly less than you consume, or your meter is even going backwards, and when it's right. going backwards, it's because the grid is buying your production and selling it to somebody else. So it requires a grid that can handle that. It's probably part of the reason that Texas didn't have very good options back in the day. And then um, what, what the way that they kind of figure out the cost is when they're buying it from you, they may pay you a fixed kilowatt hour rate. And at night when you're buying it back from them, because there's no sun, you're probably paying the same fixed kilowatt hour rate. Unless we have, have an option... Yes, but that's where things break down really fast. So, right, the um, yeah, no, that's fine. Sorry, I don't want to slow me, you down, but just no, 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 that's there okay. is an option I, to not have to buy back from them, right? Yes, store in your own battery. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And 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 I guess it's it's worth. Um, let me. I it was a sixty. I think it's. Uh, what are the other? Hold while on. you're pulling that up, too. Um, 
one of the other things I was curious about, I've tried to go and research this a number of times, but then you, as we often discuss, hey, there's a new invention in this, that, or the other thing. And some of the things we've seen a few times is solar panel technology. And it's almost this like hesitation of jumping on something. It's like LASIK for me, right? I don't know that I want to go get lasers in my eyes if <laughs> we're just around the corner from something that's sure. exponentially better. But And but if I I'm think... putting something on my roof for the next 25 years, I want to make sure we're not right before that next generation. Well, I, I would argue you're always right before that next generation. Sure. But when it comes to solar production, honestly, we're so close to the theoretical maximum capability. Great. Of That's what I needed cell. to hear. Yeah. The, the percent if it's only going to get this much better. And, yeah. And, and get get this, right? Like when I looked at everybody, obviously the panel comes up a lot. It's how much does it produce? How much? How many watts can it produce in, in the same footprint roughly? So there there are efficiencies. Can I put LEDs it. on it and like <laughs> right. fun? There, aesthetics. It's funny you bring <laughs> in that. Right. Like aesthetics is a big part of it now too. Yeah. Aesthetics is why we're not doing it. Yeah, right. Russ yeah. has mentioned that. He, he okay. just said, you know, the wife acceptability factor is very low in his house for, for solar. Elizabeth is not concerned about how they look. She's more concerned about, you know, what, what that means from a green perspective and whether or not it's, it's a good, uh, um, a, a good investment, if you will. Right. So I was less concerned about tomorrow's technology because you're not going to see some ridiculously dramatic change in capability. Um, from a from an efficiency perspective in in my mind i mean look i i could be disappointed but chances are i'm not going to be disappointed in that way for like a decade yeah and at, for sure. at a decade i'm already paid back like if i really yeah. cared you well, i didn't realize that go and do it again i didn't realize that we were that close to that level of efficiency i didn't want to be at like yeah. the panels at 40 percent efficiency and then some new thing happens we have new panels that are at 75 no. or 80 percent if it's, it's already not at like, like 80 plus then it's yeah of of uh, of theoretical we're really high. I forget what the theoretical max. It's only like twenty eight and a half percent or something like that. It's oh the yeah, theoretical maximum that we can get just because of thermodynamics and yeah. what waste is going to happen in our attempted version. So unless unless sense. we go and find a brand new way to do this, which I'm sure people are looking into, sure. but obviously but we have the science of solar panels. It's almost we're it's talking almost about there. futurology it to make like a a massive leap forward. If you want to see like a magnitude change in capability, yeah. it's it's not going to happen overnight. Okay. Right? All right. And so, so well, it really like the, boils the down car to acceleration stuff too, right? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're yes, the exactly. maximum from a, the Tesla model S perspective, you know, now, now batteries, batteries, I think a lot's going to change, right? Yeah. The cost of batteries is going down. The efficiency of batteries is going up. The ability to charge them rapidly is, is changing. Like there, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the battery space. But as an example, the lowest quote I got for an installed Tesla Powerwall was one Tesla Powerwall version 2.0 for $12,500. For my energy consumption to cover the night, or I think it was designed for a day if I were to do it, I would need at least four. Oh, that Dude. costs more than the panels. Not going to happen. <laughs> and it saves me like Are you running like a nothing. DR site for Russ? Or like what's happening like, over there? I don't know. My my consumption is high. I have too many. My brain's spinning. What I would Anyways, love. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, it, it, yeah, I, was, I was really surprised. But what's cool or interesting, I guess, is that the only reason this works financially is because of the tax credit, which is extended, right? So up to 26%, uh, up to 26% of the total cost of uh, the, the project, because it's not just yeah. the panels, it could be things that need to be done to your roof, it could be things that need to be done to your uh, wiring, for instance, can fall underneath that umbrella, because it's all part of that solar upgrade. 
And um, it's uh, it's it, that so twenty six percent there, and then these rebates come and go. But but some of the, like like Encore, our uh, delivery power delivery, you know, the backbone, what we were talking about before, they are currently like this week kind of offering a rebate that was substantial and helped it, a lot too. They don't the, always do that. Is the rebate just an adjustment of your gross income? Adjusted? Is it just a change in your AGI or it's, is it an it's actual, not a rebate? Like it's a credit. You, it's a credit. It? So, okay. so that means one-to-one. It, it is, it is, nice. it is not. Um, it, it means that if you paid a dollar in tax and up to the dollars of the cost of the system times now 26%. Yeah, you get that back. You get all that back. Oh. So and it, so it's it's big. And now what what's really interesting here because there's there's a funny philosophical argument for this is that um and it, it almost makes me uncomfortable to say that's so why I'm I'm pausing but solar even now even though it's cost effective, right? Like day 1 I won't be paying arguably anything out of pocket because of offset consumption, net metering, and the cost of the financing, because finance costs are extremely low, right? Um, My cash flow is positive immediately. That's incredible. And then break-even then takes time, right? Um, And it it takes a number of years. But installing solar is only for the wealthy, which is kind of awful, right? Like if you think about what you're trying to do here, which is, is making costs more effective, making it more green, the only reason it's cost effective for me is because I pay enough in tax to get that full credit. So the cost of my system, dollar for dollar, it, if you don't pay enough tax, yeah. you don't get it back. Wait, right? that's so how the rebate works? That's how, that's how tax credits work. Yeah, oh. it's a tax so credit. the 26% yeah, yeah, yeah. of the cost of the system has to go against tax paid. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you can, you can roll it forward for a certain amount of time, but it's just it's just kind of unfortunate. It's telling. It was very It is, man, because it's it's the government willing to pay for it if you are already paying the government X amount of dollars. If you sure. don't pay X amount of dollars, then the government's not willing to fund it for your house. Not interested, right. That I, I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, it it's it was it was interesting. It was digging into it. And uh, you know, I, the only reason I really got into it um right now is actually because my my boss uh just did it. And, and he looked into it and he said, you know, with his math, with the size of his system, stuff like that, it was an absolute no brainer. Um, and I was surprised because the last time I looked, like I said, it, it didn't make as much sense. But uh, the, the compound tax credit plus a rebate that was happening in my market right now that was substantial reduced the total cost of ownership of the system by a huge chunk. And then I was able to secure a 1% financing rate for a 20 year loan, which if anyone that knows me, I, I, that's debt that I would carry gladly. Right. I mean, obviously this is something that I'm in a position to be able to afford, but 1% rates over 20 years, that's free money. Yeah. So give me free money and positive cash flow. Why would yeah. I not do this? Right. Can I pay you to come do this to my house? <laughs> I'll help you with the spreadsheet. <laughs> All right, dude. So again, yeah. tell me, tell me why, um, let me just take it back to the solar panel cost from Freedom Solar Power, you know, whatever, you know, local solar power company versus what Tesla is doing from their solar panels. Uh, well, part like of it was because- they, less? Is it? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It, they were all reasonably close, right? Yeah. Um, I have, honestly, I have some like concerns Elon? about- 
No, it's not that. I, I actually think it's really neat that the solar panels, the way that they're doing it, works the way that they do it. But I don't yeah. think that there are enough. Um, I mean, I mean to use the Amazon version of it, there aren't enough reviews. People getting Tesla's power shingles. I so don't I know what ask, that looks like you, from a maintenance perspective. Did you see and the like power roof stuff? Like where I, you I saw it, and that's it that's like shingles. I mean, you can literally go get that quoted, right? You can go to Tesla's, I forget what it was, but it's basically Tesla Solar's offer, offering. You can put Tesla.com slash solar roof. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there you go. That. And you can solar put in your power consumption. Yeah. And you can see what the system costs, and it costs a lot. Well, and, did you compare against not, that, or were you comparing yeah. against the solar panels? Because it's two different I looked ones. at both. I looked oh. at both. But the, at the end of the day, you got you got to have, um, you have to have a, like I said, one of the reasons that I liked the group that I went with is that they have service entities here in Dallas. It's not yeah. a Dallas-based company, but they have an office down the street kind of thing. So if I have a problem, I'm not waiting for somebody to drive up from Houston or Austin to, to get it done, which happens to be where most of the ones that are well-rated were, were based, yeah, right? where Elon moved um, to. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I looked at I looked at a ton of different providers. I got a ton of different quotes, um, and and then some of it was just the people that I was dealing with, uh, and and then the rest of it was how the spreadsheet played. Cool, man. But yeah, it was neat, really neat. That's awesome. And I'm I'm pumped about it. I I think it's going to be fun to have it. And uh, they the only thing that concerns me, uh, and I don't think it'll matter in the long run, is that I don't know my power consumption here very well because i've only been in this house since september so i don't even have like peak summer month uh consumption yeah um, but dude i just if you're operating off of solar power flip that ac to 68 and let it fly man <laughs> you know I mean? my ac sits on 68 in this house like all the time <laughs> which is why i'm interested in it i mean our bills during yeah. the summer are ridiculous yeah well i have to take out a summer a job to pay for my <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Honey, I'm heading back so, up to Sonic. Hit, hit me back up That's in right. you know, six months skates. when I've when I've got this installed and I'm actually to toying with it. Oh, okay. I started to say so. One of that's one of the net metering options, right? Is that they they buy it back at a certain rate and then they deliver it and their TDU charges. That's that's the the power delivery charges, right? Um, those are going to happen when you're buying it from them at night, as an example. Well, we actually have a new option in Texas now, too. And it, I feel like we've talked about it before, but the Gritty is a, a wholesale energy provider in Texas. And they sell energy back to their users at wholesale rates, which fluctuate from like a cent per kilowatt hour all the way up to the regulatory limit of $9 a kilowatt hour, which is extremely high, right? Um on average, it works itself out to being less expensive than uh, you know the plans that you can lock yourself into for what yeah. I think the average is 14 cents per kilowatt hour now or something like that, which is insane to me because you can find much less expensive energy, um, I think. Well, I did, so I know. But um, the, the, so there's a – Gritty does, has net metering, but they don't, they don't offer like a, a pure – uh, wholesale rate it basically it doesn't work out to your advantage when you're selling it back you're not getting full credit when you're yeah. when you're buying it from them you're not getting the full benefit of that credit there's there's another gritty like company called evolve also has that ten dollar monthly fee also is a wholesale rate provider but they they only provide green energy so they're buying all of it from wind solar water i don't know that there's a lot of that in texas but um and uh, they have much better net metering terms. But I'm concerned because net metering, the way that it ends up working is that it's an aggregate across the year. 
So if you're overproducing in January because your AC isn't running constantly, and that means that you're dumping back into the system 25% more energy than you use, when the summer rolls around and you're consuming so much more than your system, because your system's designed for annual consumption, not peak monthly consumption. Sure. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's the key, yeah. is that you want to have enough credits in the bank from earlier in the year to offset the overutilization beyond your yeah. panels in the the hottest months from a Texas so, perspective. Right? All right. So that's good, man. Cause that makes me think that makes me think that you don't need a battery and you can use the system as a battery, right? In, yeah. And so much you do. in so much of a way of like earning those credits back, not mm-hmm. not in a way of like if the power grid fails, right. then you know you're and, you're and I'm all for it. Like I would I, I seriously dug into it because of Evolve, right? Because of that uh wholesale provider that has good net metering. I went down the thought experiment of trying to build out a battery system or a system sized with a battery where I could, through API or manual intervention, manual intervention would have been awful, but automatically have my house shift to the battery for yeah. an hour when their peak rates are way high because you know and then dump my solar system back into the grid while I run my stuff off the battery for net yeah. profit. Right. Um, Ultimately, what I decided there is that it wasn't going to be worth the level of effort or the risk associated because they, while they change their price every five minutes, the way they do metering is over a 15-minute block, and the APIs that they do make open to the public are are not robust enough, from what I understand, to like get that momentary flick where you're. I can't really tell if you've thought about money. this at all or not. <laughs> was was um, there money involved in cash flow? No, he has <laughs> zero zero effort into it. What well, I should my see my spreadsheet. With this is, uh, <laughs> Uh, so I like the idea of the solar roof, but it's pretty clear to me. I'm looking at the pictures of it. You have to own a Tesla in order to have this because there's one in every driveway of each picture here. So <laughs> that, that has to be That's a part awesome. of well, this. Here, here's my thing. concern. What am I going to do every four minutes if I'm not running around telling my kids to turn off lights from rooms they're not in and flipping them off myself? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all I do as a dad. I walk around the house and I'm like flip flipping life light switches off left and right. That is easily the most dad thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah, the time that I've it really been, is. And it's awesome. And it and it feels very close to home. I installed smart switches so that I could have the robots do it. Yeah. Yep. Once again, Tyler. <laughs> if it doesn't sense, <laughs> thank you. How? Thank like you if it doesn't sense motion in the room or something, then it turns them off. Uh, I mean, I have played with stuff like that, but no, it's yeah, it's your pantry on. in it, your old in, house. In I stuff like the pantry, well, the pantry had an eye. Um, yeah. My garage did in there. That was actually ended up being super annoying because you're in there longer than it's on, and all of a sudden you're like sitting in the dark with a pile of wood on you, and you're like, oh crap, I can't get to my light switch. <laughs> you're like waving but, your um, arms. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a good story about that because that was not a smart switch. It was just a switch that had a sensor on it. And so super convenient. You walk into the garage, it turns the light on. It's absolutely, it's how you want things to work. And those switches, they operate off ambient light too. So it doesn't come on when it's, when it's not dark. Well, I was doing a project in the garage, sitting on the ground, had stuff on my lap. The light went off. It was at night. I'm sitting in the dark with like glue stuff on me, around me and like super toolness. And I, couldn't get a hold of my wife to fix it. And so I'm like yelling. And then I was like, you know what? I got an idea. And I just started playing tool in the whole house through Alexa. And I I started songs I knew my wife hated 
loudly <laughs> everywhere until she finally realized something terrible is happening and she came out in the garage and sure enough and i was like thanks <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> and this is oh. before i i understood and knew like dropping in plus i didn't want to try every echo device in my house to try to find my wife either have you ever but, uh, been, been in a bathroom long enough that the lights go out because it thinks no one else is in there and then you had to like happens. throw a roll of toilet At paper across one. the that's awesome. never happened to me before <laughs> never huh no <laughs> to what, trigger the that, motion that sensors that's funny. No, so I, now I know that you can just do an announcement, which would have been a far more effective way to have all the speakers in my house say, "Hey, right. can I get a little help hey, in the garage?" I'm stuck in the garage here. But but at the time, it seemed like the best decision, and it worked. So hard to argue with that. But yeah, no, I, I'm I got I've got timers on some lights, like my pantry in this house, uh, some closets. If the lights on for longer than ten minutes, it turns it off. That's annoying. Maybe twice. In a, in a year, uh, usually we're not in our closets that long, but if we forget the light on, it turns it off, stuff like that. So last thing I'm curious about on this, well, actually, I probably have more questions, but I do want to make sure to ask. Um, so you probably calculated in, I know you just moved in, but you're already, so right out of the gate, you're cash flow positive on day one. And then I assume that the value of your home goes up because of this. Yeah. So, so it becomes kind of a win-win. I'm, I'm always kind of a jerk when I do these calculations. Uh, and so sorry, all of the vendors that I looked at, because I basically, you're only a jerk when you're doing calculations. Hey, that's not nice. Um, I, I give them, I give them no calculations. That's the joke. (laughs) I give them no credit for home value increase. None. So when I did my math, I, I do not consider that because I, I do not, I am not confident that just because I have solar panels, someone is actually going to pay for them for my house. Yeah. Should they? Yes. Will That's they? Yeah. Don't know. Now, I'm not planning on selling my house either. So unrealized gain doesn't help me at all in the next yeah. 10 to 15 to 20 years. We're, we're I mean, we bought right. this place to stay here for yeah, a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah. So I'm I, just thinking I'm for not, the audience, right? No, no. And, and, and that's it's a good argument. And not only that, not only should it increase the value of your home, but the uh, tax value obviously goes up too, which would have a negative side on oh, the, the yeah, balance of the equation. Most, at least in Texas, but I think this is true most places, there are tax, uh, re- there's tax relief for value added from solar installations. Oh. So it, it should be a wash. Yeah. Um, I, if I find out there's not, I'll probably be kind of bitter. But at the end of the day, I think we'll be happy with it. All right, last, last question. Um, is your pool heated by electricity or gas? It's not heated at all. And even talking oh, to, because um, I, I had considered that and I was thinking like, ooh, you know, solar might make the decision to heat our pool, uh, a, a moot conversation, like let's right. do it. <laughs> Basically, everybody recommends do not do that with electricity. It takes so long. It consumes so much that it like solar is not going to net that uh, out either. It's so like pushing a rocket get a gas coin. Heater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes a long time, I guess. So I don't know. I'll probably look into it, but um, no, if that almost weighed in, it it definitely came up, but it it doesn't look like that's what's. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't enough of a tipping point to just say, "Yep, heat in the pool." Dude, that's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna look that's, at Freedom Solar fun. Power at some point because Joanna keeps bringing it up. I haven't really looked into it, but uh, we talk offline, man. I'll walk you through what what I saw. I'll show you my quotes and stuff. Yeah, that sounds good, dude. Okay. We should probably kill it for today. We're yep. uh, sorry, we, we went off time. on tangent there big time. But uh, all right, folks, no, hopefully good. that was enjoyable. Um, yeah. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Uh, I know uh, we, we got off down the tech route. We got a little uh, angry at ISPs. And of course, we uh, talked about 
residential solar a good bit. And I'm sure happy to have that conversation some more. But thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. If we missed anything that you think we should have hit today, we didn't even bring up GME. What? The I know. Squeeze is on. Yeah, I was like, how did how did that not come up naturally? I know, right? Darren, oh man, I still Darren wanted to bring it just, up, but I'm not doing it. Not doing yeah, it. he just tagged uh, the account, said defiant redditors buy Times Square billboard as GameStop stock Dude. saga rages. I know, man. The, so Times Wednesday, we're gonna have to bring it back up. But it's not just Times Square. Everybody, everybody's buying. I saw Texas highway billboards. I saw Wisconsin. The I've I seen Florida people California, in Germany, Florida. people in Asia. Like it, this, it's weird. There's there's a funny retail investment fun festival going on right now, and it's messy. For, yeah, if you want <laughs> if you want some entertaining uh, reading, go hit up the Wall Street Bets uh, <laughs> do it, Reddit. Do it. It's, I've told you how many months have I told you Wall Street Bets is entertainment, dude. So I know we're trying to <laughs> shut the show down, but this is what's crazy. I had this realization. I don't know a few days ago. I mentioned it to y'all. It's like, gosh, everything that we've not everything. But everything that has turned into something big, much bigger stories, these are all things that we've covered previously. It's just been fun to to watch this stuff grow, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, one no, of the things sure. that you had Anyways. mentioned months ago was Wall Street bets, and now all of a sudden yeah. it's in the news everywhere. Well, and, and it's always been fascinating. So, oh, man, I I like this is the wrong time to bring this up, but one one thing that media seems to not understand right now and. Like I said, we're going to have to talk about this on Wednesday because I, I can't stop thinking about this. I've been following it from the beginning. It is tons of fun. But um, it is. Wall Street bets, I, I mentioned this the first time I brought it up. They call it loss porn. And people upvote as in they like to see catastrophic retail losses. I, I, don't, I don't think the hedge funds and the media understand that losing is just as exciting to these people as winning. Like that's the part they're just not getting. They're saying, you're treating this like a casino. That might as well be in the freaking headline for Wall Street bets. Yeah. Sir, this is a casino. Right. They're not investors. <laughs> that's right. They are wild, unhinged, ready to lose it all betting uh, they, fanatics. They I mean, and they know that about themselves. They call yes. themselves derogatory <laughs> names that refer to that, you know? Uh, it's uh uh, it's 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 interesting times. So, yeah. anyways, thanks for listening. There we go. We brought GME into the mix. We couldn't avoid it. <laughs> next or Wednesday, next time, we're definitely talk Nokia, BlackBerry, AMC. The silver stuff is hilarious. SLV, don't buy that. Just kidding. I'm not an. I'm not a. a yeah, don't a listen to anything advisor. we say. On any no, show. absolutely not. And and I'm not <laughs> making any recommendations except for watch this stuff. It's hilarious. So have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Peace.